Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks to Hayes and Marta. The boys are back tomorrow between 3 and 5. This is the final Sports Day WA program for the week. All thanks to the Kia EV6 GT World Performance Car of the Year. And Toolmart was out there today having a chat to Ian Peterson, uh, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. A bit of news coming out of the West Coast Eagles and the good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Uh, The West Coast Eagles have confirmed that five players on their list are departing the nest and the club informed midfielder Xavier O'Neill, Greg Clark, Connor West, as we know, Zaya Winder the other day, and a bit of a surprise. I'm just wondering if you think it's a surprise. Utility player Samo Petrescu-Seaton uh, have been informed that their time at the club has been completed and they'll be moving on. Of course, Petrescu-Seaton arrived at the Eagles courtesy of a trade from Carlton at the end of 2021 and played 27 games. Did have some injury concerns. Played 27 games uh, for the West Coast Eagles. But uh, his... AFL days now are over. Any of those surprise you at all? Any of those that have been delisted? Certainly they don't surprise me. I suppose Samo Petrescu-Seaton perhaps could count himself a fraction unlucky, but maybe a fact that he was in and out, had injuries concern, his form at times waned. He had a couple of good games towards the end of uh, the campaign, but uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on the temper of bedshed text machine. 0487-736-736. Whether Eagles fans, is any surprises for you in the five players that have been told that their services are no longer required? That's the good oil, thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. What's on the show today? Well, later on, we'll have our top seven at seven looking at the top seven sports stories of the week. And there's been some significant ones, hasn't there? And we'll go through those uh, a bit later on. Very shortly, I'll be speaking to Earl Spaulding. Yes, uh, the Duke, he was known during footy circles, also during uh, his cricket days, because he was a fair cricketer in his time, was known as Snake. But Earl Spaulding's going to join us for three reasons, actually. He was in the last East Fremantle Premiership team. That was back in 1998. As East Fremantle prepare to break that drought when they play in the grand final at Optus Stadium on Sunday week. Who will they come up against? Well, we'll know this weekend because we've got Peel Thunder down there in Mandra hosting Subiaco in the preliminary final. So we'll look back to 1998 when Earl Spaulding played in that grand final with his brother Scott. And I'll ask him when he decided to come back after playing over 200 games in the AFL, why he chose East Fremantle instead of Perth, where, of course, that family heritage is. His father was a very prominent Perth uh, person. Uh, Earl started his career, his footy career, at the Perth Footy Club, but he ended up at East Fremantle after playing over 100 games with Carlton 
and over 100 games with Melbourne. And that's the other reason I thought I'd get Earl Spalding on because, as we know, the big semi-final tomorrow night is between the Blues and also the Demons. And Earl played with both clubs, so I'd like to get his thoughts on how he feels the game's going to go. He's about to join us on the program. So, as I said, Eagles fans, any thoughts on the players that, that were given the old heave-ho? Well, that's a Frio term, isn't it? Oh, the players that were given their marching orders today. Uh, come and join us on the Tempera Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Uh, the other thing is a bit of footy news. I was just saying, a bit of cricket news has come through. Uh, we've got some plenty of footy news, but there's some cricket news that just come through that test stars, including Steve Smith, Dave Warner, will have to wear neck guards on their helmets when batting under a rule change set to be imposed for the domestic season. Now, batters also hit the roof at Marvel Stadium during the BBL. We've seen that happen a couple of times. We'll no longer be awarded automatic six either. That's been banished. So what will happen, there was about 12 changes on playing conditions announced today for the upcoming summer of cricket. But regarding the helmets, the new mandate comes after Cameron Green was concussed by Kagiso Rabada bouncer in South Africa and now will demand players in domestic cricket to wear neck protectors when facing fast or medium pace bowlers. And Cricket Australia has also gone a step further, requiring all Australian batters to wear them in international cricket, both home and away. Now, the new rule gives the umpires discretion to determine regarding that ball hitting the roof at Marble Stadium. If the ball does hit the roof, then the umpires will have the discretion to determine if that ball and the way it was hit was going to clear the boundary. So batters will be awarded six runs if the umpire thinks the ball would have cleared the rope or a dead ball if not. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be up to, to the umpire's discretion now to see if, uh, the, if the ball hits the roof at Marvel Stadium, whether it would have gone for six or not. There's a few other changes as well. The COVID substitute has been removed. Time limits will be imposed on injury assessments and treatment during a match. And the use of spin bowlers instead of fast bowlers in bad light in Sheffield Shield matches will be scrapped. Just some of the changes made by Cricket Australia today. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Great to have you coming here on Sports Day WA. Uh, let's go uh, to the Tempera Bedshed text machine first, 0487 736 736, before we roll into the top seven stories of the week. Paul from Churchlands, uh, by the way, if you want to check out Paul, he's got uh, a brand new tractor business. I popped in there yesterday. It is a very significant business, and uh, it's open in Perth there in Kudal Road, uh, Kudal Road, I think it's Welshpool down there, and uh, Power Farming Group, an agent for many of uh, PFG's uh, product lines. Uh, and if you want to be in the market with those people listening through regional Western Australia, even here in the metro area, check him out. Uh, the Power Farming Group, PFG. Um, it is uh, a new tractor business opening up there in Kudal Road. In Kudal, he says, hello, 
Peter, it's Paul here from Churchland. Just listening to Earl Spalding making a comment about Tony McHale and his allegiance to East Romano Football Club. I think if you spoke to him, you might find that his true allegiance grows when he was at South Fremantle. No way. Also, uh, on the subject of football, good luck to the West Coast Colts. Yes. Aiden and TJ, which are Paul's sons, actually playing in the grand final on Saturday against uh, Curtin Uni, Wesley, uh, and good luck to them. It should be an absolute beauty in the Colts, West Coast against Curtin Uni, Wesley, and good luck to the twin boys, Aiden and TJ, Paul's boys, in that grand final. They go okay. They go okay, better than the old man used to go. He used to play Gaelic football, that other sort of code. All right, uh, Waffle Brothers on the back end of Earl and Scott Spaulding. Alan and Gary Sidebottom and Mike and Steve Richardson all play together at Swan Districts, as we know. Unfortunately, uh, Gary left us uh, some years ago. Was a terrific footballer for Swan Districts. And, of course, then when played for... I think it's Fitzroy and maybe even St Kilda, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, back to West Perth, the Marenko brothers, the Lucif brothers, the Watling brothers, the Hill brothers, the Fong brothers, all at West Perth. Also, in recent times, Connell and Aidan Lynch. Aidan Lynch, who just announced his retirement, Jimmy's best mate at West Perth. They played in a premiership together. So the Garlic Munchers had a lot of brothers playing together, didn't they? Interesting. I didn't know there was that many. Marenko, Lucif, Watling Brothers, Hill Brothers, Fong Brothers. There you go. Good on you, Al. Keith and Phil Narkel, brilliant at uh, Swan District, as we know. Uh, that's from Dominic. Also mentioned the Narkel Brothers. Peter Ray and Frank Margaria. I see, actually, um, I think it's Frank. During the summer months, Frank goes down to the Sorrento Surf Club and has a dip with all the old codgers and me uh, during the summer months. Uh, yes, another set of brothers. Uh, Peter, I think Ray Lucif didn't have a brother play. I confused him with the Margaria brothers. Okay, Al, he's just corrected himself. But anyway, interesting. So if you've got any more brothers on the back end of having a chat to Earl Spaulding, who came back from Victoria to play with his brother Scott at East Fremantle, and they shared a premiership in 1998 at the Sharks, uh, get on the temperate bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. All right, uh, let's roll in now to the top seven stories of the week. Thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year. Let's go. Number seven. Hey, Bomb, it's been a, a challenging and, and tough 10 years for you um, since you left the Essendon Football Club. What was the lowest point for you? in that time? I reckon the night I heard that Hurdy tried to take his life was, uh, was probably the one, you know, that was, uh, that's what really, said, why does the game need to get to this point, you know, really, when all adults were involved, um, you know, you got the law involved, everything else, and they should have just been able to handle it themselves, but uh, that's a bit of a wake-up call for everyone, I reckon, that was a wake-up call for me, so don't take it so serious. Mm, that's ex-Essendon uh, champion and Geelong Premiership coach Mark Bomber-Thompson, he opened up uh, the other night on his hesitation to re-enter the AFL spotlight after exiting on sour terms. Now, Thompson is back in the game after the outgoing AFL CEO, Gillan McLaughlin, confirmed that Bomber would present the Jock McHale medal to the Premiership winning coach 
on grand final day. As we know, he led Geelong to Premiership glory in 2007 and 2009 before returning to Essendon as a senior assistant coach in November 2010. And he was sacked at the end of 2014 following the club's supplements saga. Number number six. Look, Dustin's going to stay at Richmond. And I think that, you know, personally, uh, for my opinion, was that is absolutely the right thing for, for him to do. And, and he is he's going to stay at Richmond, which is enormous positive for that footy club. Look, me, like 17 other coaches, would love to have him on my side. No question. But the fact of the matter is, it's great that he's going to play his 300th game at the Richmond Football Club next year. Yeah, and it'll be a big moment too. So that's Damien Hardwick declaring that Dustin Martin will not be joining him at the Gold Coast Suns next year. The Richmond Greats were spotted, as we know, catching up in Queensland last week. The latest step in a will-he-won't-he saga surrounding Martin's AFL future. But he will be staying at the Tigers and will be playing his 300th game, which is the right thing to do. Number five. It was 10 minutes of... Uh, Christian was there as well. Everyone knew each other. I, we played with Braden's brother three or four years ago. His mm. dad works at the club. Yeah. So there's a phenomenal connection between Maynards and pretty much everyone. At the and so Braden was incredibly apologetic. Yeah, it's, it's what I expected for a guy that hit someone, well, knocked someone out uh, accidentally the night before. I've yeah. seen we some weren't. footage of you giving him an absolute mouthful straight yeah. after the event. Uh, no, I was telling him just to leave the leave the area. I wouldn't yeah. say mouthful. It um, would have been loud. Yeah, we weren't watching, we weren't on the couch watching Thank God You're Here. We weren't <laughs> having a genuinely good time. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was certainly not the reports that have come out. So there you go. That was Melbourne captain Max Gorn says he just couldn't see any opinion that didn't have Collingwood defender Braden Maynard being suspended for knocking out teammate Angus Brayshaw as he shed, uh, as you heard, further light on the awkward visit the Magpie made in the aftermath. Uh, He visited, that is, Brayshaw's house the day after the MCG collision that left the demon unconscious for two minutes. And as we know, he's out of the game this weekend, and we don't know what his long-term future is. Uh, amid reports of extreme tension, when Maynard arrived with a bottle of wine and flowers, Gorn said the flowers went into the vase and the bottle of wine to the cellar during a 10-minute stay with the Demon star Christian Petrarca in attendance. Number four. Well, that was so nonchalant in the way he played that. Ben Stokes again just moves into position. Well, we don't need the fielders in the outfield when you can bang it like that. Ben Stokes entertaining this crowd today. Again, it's a help yourself delivery. For Ben Stokes. And Stokes goes high and stands his ground and a six will take him to 182. And now by Stokes, but he's not going to get England's first double hundred in ODIs because his magnificent innings has come to an end in the hands of Will Young at deep square leg. Unbelievable knock. 182 in just 124 deliveries. The score was 13 for two when he arrived centre stage. He leaves with the scoreboard 348 for six. 
He's so good to watch, Ben Stokes. Uh, and as you heard, struck the highest score by an England batsman in a one-day international. He's 182, setting up a thrashing of New Zealand at the Oval in London as he sent a warning to the champions at World Cup rivals just weeks before they begin the defence of their 50-over title in India. Stunning innings uh, was just slightly more than England's colossal 181-run winning margin that put them 2-1 up in a four-match series ahead of Friday's finale at Lords. Stokes and uh, Darwood Marlon, who made 96, uh, hit back with a third-wicket stand of 199, as England recovered to be 368 all out. 124 ball innings for Stokes, 15 fours, nine sixes, and that surpassed Jason Roy's previous England record of 180 against Australia at the MCG in 2018. Number three. On behalf of the Sandover family, I have great pleasure in awarding the 2023 Sandover medal to Hamish Brayshaw, East Perth Football Club. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a special moment for Hamish Brayshaw, becoming the first East Perth player in 20 years. Uh, The last one was Ryan Turnbull to take off uh, the WA Football League's most coveted individual award being the Brownlow medal, and he was very humble in his acceptance. Certainly the Brayshaws in the news during the course of the week with, of course, Angus in Melbourne and Hamish winning that great individual award on the week that was. Number two. Novak Djokovic, a Grand Slam champion again. Novak Djokovic... His third major title of this season. His fourth US Open. 24 and counting. 24 and he still wants more. I never imagined that I would be here sitting, standing with you talking about 24 slams. I ne- never thought that, that that would be the reality, but uh, the last couple of years I felt I have a chance. I have a shot at the history and why not grab it if it's presented? Amazing. Must go down now as the greatest of all time. Increasingly without peer and looking at his statistical achievements now, Grand Slam number 24, he's 36 years of age. He now joins Margaret Court as winning the most singles Grand Slam at 24. And he separated himself from Serena Williams, who has won 23. And as we mentioned, equaled Margaret Court's all-time record spanning both the amateur and the professional eras of 24 and his next Grand Slam appointment will be here in Australia in January at the Australian Open. Number one. When you have an incident like that, we're duty bound to continue to look at actually whether there can be changes or others or modifications that can prevent it or do continue to have our players as safe as they can be out on a field, albeit that it's a contact sport. So there you go. That was the biggest story of the week. There's no question. And uh, the outgoing CEO, Gillan McLaughlin, uh, talking on the Braden Maynard case. And that uh, certainly dominated the conversation in the early part of this week. So that's the top seven major stories of the week. It's all thanks to Kia. Didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle, the Kia Carnival GUV. 
All right, still to come, we'll be speaking to Ash Brown about this week's edition of the AFL record. As I said, the topic of conversation on the program has been brothers that have played with each other in the WAFL. And we've had uh, quite a few that uh, have actually uh, penned something together. 0487 736 736. I can't believe the amount of brothers that have played for the West Perth Football Club. It actually surprised me uh, quite a bit, uh, the amount of brothers playing at West Perth. As I mentioned, uh, Connell and Aidan Lynch at West Perth. We had the Buick brothers. Now, I threw that up earlier. I wasn't 100% sure whether Corrie, who is roughly my age, and Darren Buick, of course, cut out a very, very good career with the Essendon Football Club overlap. But we've done a bit of homework and Corrie retired in 1986 and Darren Buick would have played with his older brother in 1985 and 1986. His final year at West Perth was in 1987 before he moved on. But uh, that's the situation with the Buicks. But as I mentioned, a lot of brothers played for West Perth, probably more than any other club, judging from the reaction that we've had on the Tempera Bedshed text machine, the Margaria brothers. And then we had the likes of the Marinko brothers, uh, the Watling brothers, Heels and the Fong brothers, who, as we know, Les Fong was an outstanding footballer for West Perth. And there was a couple of good ones at Swan Districts that I mentioned earlier. Alan and the late Gary Sidebottom, Mike and Steve Richardson. Uh, Mike in particular went on to play, as we know, at the Collingwood Football Club. And the other thing that Mike was very famous for had nothing to do with football. See if you can guess it. When Mike went to Melbourne, he was certainly famous for playing for Collingwood, but he was also famous for something else. Can you quickly get on the Tempera Bedshed text machine? 0487 736 736. What else was Mike Richardson noted for when he went to Melbourne apart for playing for the Collingwood Magpies? See if you can get it before we uh, clear a break. That's coming up uh, very, very shortly. Uh, Not forgetting, uh, tomorrow night we bring you Melbourne and Carlton, uh, the big first of the two semifinals. And as we know that, we'll be following the other match on Saturday as well between Port Adelaide and Brisbane. Uh, So we're going to take a... In fact, there's three different calls. We've got a Melbourne call, if you're a Melbourne fan here on SEN, I've just found out. Also, a Carlton call, a Blues call as well. Uh, (laughs) Dominic, uh, and there's a neutral call. So you've got three different calls tomorrow night. A Carlton call, a Melbourne call, and a neutral call. Just check it out. On SEN. He was a model. Well, he was a model, but he also dated, of course, big Australian songstress Colleen Hewitt. Back with more after the break.